two, now they're out of timeouts. Down by two. One, four, three left. Down two. Gets a shot off. Down by two. Hello, hi, welcome. This is the Down by Two podcast with your host, Jesse McKay, aka Birdman or That Good Kid. Now you might be wondering to yourself, why the fuck is this guy introing the show? Well, (laughs) (laughs) our dear friend Josh Elijah, he's feeling a little down. I'm a little sicky poo today. Feeling sick. My co-host, Josh, I love you so much. Thanks for hopping on. Glad you could make it. I would hope you would be here because we do this show together. Um, hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Anyways, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is the Down By Two podcast. And uh, yeah, brought to you by Cryer Media. Go scan that, uh, that code right there and it'll take you to the website where you can look at all these cool articles that my co-host wrote. <laughs> They're really, really good. Absolutely. What's the next one, pal? Indestructible. Hey, listen, you know that's where I work. Okay. You can scan <laughs> that code. You can get 15% off your order. Uh, Buddy. Get whatever you want. I guess. In- incredible. That was <laughs> that was awesome. I that was uh 10 out of 10. Um I, I I'm really not prepared. I, really I, not- I, I, guess, I honestly, if I had the energy, I, uh, I, I, I would have helped out with that. But I, um, this is my flu game. No, this you know is... what? I'm just, I'm happy that you're able to hop on and do this with me. You know, I buddy, I, 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 I appreciate it too. I mean, this, uh, it's been uh, a week of just trying to rebound. I'm on all of the drugs. I am. You're <laughs> doing great, sweetie. I've got the lemon. I got the ginger. I got the turmeric. I got the apple cider vinegar, and then I got like the heavy duty shit. Like I got my, I got the boom, the the benalin. So fucking <laughs> the boom, the benalin, <laughs> the, be- the boom, the boom, the benalin. <laughs> That's a cool mm. song. I like mm. that. Um, sick so man. Sounds like you're uh, you're making stomach curry there with, with all that turmeric and ginger <laughs> and all these other things. A lot of soup. Um, <laughs> Man, but it's uh, you know we 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 couldn't we couldn't cancel this one usually if if we're under the weather then we're under the weather and we just we just call it a week. It is but what it is, right? We cannot. Yeah, we cannot this episode um, because it is a very special edition Grey Cup one ten edition for the Down by Two podcast, and not only the Down by Two podcast, but it's also a very special um, edition of the show because it is a collaboration uh, with Cryer Media's own Griff uh, from YWC Football the Talk. Boy. The boy, the man himself, Griff, my man. Thank you. This is this is great. We've been talking about doing a collab episode for quite some time, and um, you know, it's we we have we have to we have to truck through it here. We got it. We got a big week ahead of us here, and um, man, how stoked are you to be going down to the hammer and covering the Grey Cup this week? It may be a boulevard of broken dreams for one team, but for the three of us, <laughs> oh, it definitely no. will not be. It will Bro. not be. He went first break up. I have a queasy season. stomach. I might throw up. That, you've been sitting on that one all week, haven't you? That's that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, uh, man, dude, I am. Be, I'm so pumped for the halftime show. Oh, I mean, man. like, I, I mean, I so Blue Bombers, so Alouettes. That's that's gonna be and it's gonna be incredible. Uh, but 
I mean, halftime Green Day. That's like kind of been like a bucket list band for me to see. I've never I, seen that band. That's, no, I, <laughs> I haven't I either. Man. Yeah. Have you seen them, Griff? No, no, but I know they're my one of my dad's favorite bands. The, his favorite song of all time is recorded by them, but I doubt they play that specific song, which is Good Riddance Time of Your Life on uh, on Sunday. Oh, wow. Um, definitely, though, if they don't open, I'll say this. You have to open with American Idiot almost, don't you? I feel like that's just the... Yeah, because it's the CFL, you know? Uh, it's like kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Also, also a song to get people in, like, you know, like Will Ferrell and Blades of Glory gets the people going, like... Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, unless Holiday, like, I'm thinking of the American Idiot album, like, what could you open with? And that's where all, like, the the rock and roll bangers come from, not, like, the slower stuff, like, the boom, like, get, get the people yeah. going right into it. And you right. gotta think, like, they're probably gonna play for, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like, if that, so that you gotta, you gotta come in hot, and you gotta keep the energy going, right? So, they're probably gonna play, like, six, seven songs, max, and they're just gonna be, like, the best snippets of those songs. Right. So, I mean, when you look at any halftime show, like whether or not it's been great cop, like when you when you have um, or if or if it's, you know, NFL as well uh, with a Super Bowl, they find like just all those clippets. And that's how Rihanna can, you know, jam in 20 different tracks into 10 minutes. Exactly. All of the bangers get get thrown in there. If we get an interview with Green Day, I mean, that would be (laughs) that would be fucking phenomenal. I'm going to retire. Yeah. I think my feet. There's nowhere else to go from here. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's kind of break down what our weekend looks like. And for anyone that's uh, watching this and going to be coming down and, and saying, hey, making the trip down to the Hamilton, um, there's a lot of different locations that we're going to be at. Um, we This episode specifically uh, is going to be sponsored by our good old friends at Clifford Brewing. Sorry, up. Sorry for one episode. We love you. Okay, but I'm Clifford Brewing. You're still repping. Still You're still repping. repping. Uh, Clifford Brewing. This is a great brewery, um, and it's something that we like to do whenever we go uh, out of town as well uh, to cover anything out of town and just be able to support local, like what we've done with something in the water. Great spot for you to go. Uh, have have yourself a pint before the Argos game as well. Uh, but Clifford Brewing is uh, a great brewery just outside of, of where the stadium is. Isn't that right, Griff? Yeah, about a 10-minute drive away from Tim Hortons Field. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, coverage there, um, and just uh, you know filming some content. They got some great beer for whatever reason. Whenever I fly out of Hamilton, uh, this is a brewery that I always kind of stop at and have a pint there. And then before I hit the before I hit the flight, have you guys ever flown out of Hamilton before? No, you you kind of caught me off guard when you just said that. I was like, where did you go, where Griff? You have you? <laughs> I, I've I've flown out to Scotia a few times from there. The flights can actually be really cheap. Have you have you flown out of there? I've only flown out of three airports in my life. That's Pearson, that's Billy Bishop, and then Buffalo. Those okay, are the yeah. three. Fair right. enough. Well, this is probably the shittiest out of all of them. It's, <laughs> it's worse than any of the ones that you just mentioned. Even it's not even, had one. It's not even it's not even an airport. It is more of a bus station. <laughs> it's somebody's like driveway. It's just... <laughs> it's kind of like that. And it's it's just like instead of like you think it's a like a guy doing security and it's just uh he asks you to empty your pockets and uh, it turns out it's just a homeless guy asking for change. So um but yeah, uh, we have uh, we have a, a action-packed episode here. Um, we are able to uh, sit down not only with uh, TSN's Milt Stiegel, but also TSN's James Duffy as well. Uh, so here it is. Um, this is our Grey Cup edition uh, for the Down by Two podcast with YWC Football Talk. Cheers. 
All right. We're here with TSN's James Duthie. James, my man, thank you so much for jumping on the show again. Great to have you back on. How have you been? How's everything going over on your end? Uh, everything's great. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me back. Uh, it's a little bit of a crazy time. A great cup week is always always wild just because there's also Hall of Fame week, uh, which is another thing I do. And so it's uh, I just kind of been bouncing back and forth across the country with hockey and football, but I'm not complaining. I love it. Uh, great cup week's one of my favorite weeks of the year. And you throw in all the hockey and Hall of Fame nights, one of my favorite nights of the year. So it's been a super fun week. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, for us, this is uh, this is the first time that we have a chance to go down to Grey Cup, and we're also very uh, excited to do it. But uh, Jesse, you and I were, were chatting uh, about this too, and you know, it being our first experience. Yeah, yeah, we're the we're. I can speak for all of us and just say that like how stoked we are to do this, and we just we would love to get uh, you know some insight from a seasoned vet who's who's been doing this. You know, you know exactly what's coming. What what can a couple of guys like us uh, expect this weekend? What are some of the highlights? Even like some cool things about Hamilton. Like I've never been to Hamilton personally, which is kind wow. of funny. I live in Toronto, yeah. but <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, that's that's crazy. <laughs> I've only been basically for football too, I think. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm I, I can't be your Hamilton tour guide because uh, oh, okay. I don't know anything. Jane, that's know. what I was looking forward to. <laughs> I know two years ago we found a really good strip of restaurants on like the night before the Great Cup, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the M- Richard Nurse, you know, from the Nurse family, mm-hmm. all the nurses, the amazing nurses, was there and like bought me copious drinks. So thank you, Richard Nurse. But um, <laughs> uh, Great Cup week is I'm trying to think what this will be for me. Like I did it for a bunch of years when I first started the TSN. You guys would probably be too young to remember. And then I got the hockey gig and I, I started just doing hockey and then uh, went back. And this will be my ninth year, I think, of being back doing it. Nice. And I, I'm fortunate enough to do the Super Bowl as well. And I always say I prefer Great Cup Week to Super Bowl Week, which a lot of people go, what? But there's just something so Canadian and homey about it. You know what I mean? Like... If you go I go to the convention center and go to like the every team usually has like a party, like the spirit of Edmonton and the Atlantic schooners have a party, even though they've been trying to get a team for 15 years, they still come every year and have a party. No and way. It's just, you know, it's, it's just very Canadian is my best way to put it. You know what I mean? There's no glitch yeah. and glamour like you'd get at the Super Bowl parties. Yeah. It's just a bunch of really good Canadians and passionate CFL fans having beers and uh, it's really it's it's a spectacular time I don't indulge as much as I used to because once it gets to the weekend we kind of get ready to do a six-hour pregame show but man it's fun Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, look for us. We've been uh, we've been covering the Argos all year, uh, mm-hmm. large in part due to our beat writer Griff. Uh, Griff, sorry, this sorry, is not <laughs> this is not the uh, matchup that we were looking for, was it, Griff? Uh, no, it was not. Uh, Saturday was supposed to be a day of celebration, but it quickly turned into a day of mourning for the double blue. Um, but since James that is was shocking, hockey, Griff, it, shocking. It, it, it honestly, it honestly was. It was just. From the, I think I don't think he Chad Kelly ever recovered from the first pick six, and then from there it was just trying to do too much to make up for it. We've seen it with the Leafs a lot, kind of like where it's like you know they get out like 
trying you're trying to make up for lost time. The Argos was the same thing. I even said this to someone in the press box Saturday that there's a team in blue down the street that's supposed to disappoint me. Meanwhile, <laughs> this team all year long, it's been just celebration after celebration. I didn't know how to handle the press conference just because every single Dinwiddie press conference I've been a part of has been wins. Uh, like every single one at BMO Field, and I did the two games in Hamilton as well this year. But with you bringing in hockey, I want to ask this question to you. With the Montreal Alouettes, do you, because I've been starting to say this this week, I'm getting a real Florida Panther vibe from them from last year's playoff run. Do you feel the same way as I do with the Alouettes? Yeah, I think that's that's a that's a really valid comparison. Uh, they and it's funny. I try not to get influenced by. I shouldn't get influenced by interviews, but I do. And Wednesday's the day we do all the interviews. I sit down with the two coaches for twenty minutes, and Matt Dunnigan sits down with the two quarterbacks, and I kind of sit and listen to those. And and there's everything and everything statistically, everything in my body says that Winnipeg's going to win this game handily. But then he sit down and talk to Jason Moss about this team, and he's so emotional and so pumped, and and he start talking to the players, and you know, I think it was Sankey who said maybe September twenty first in their game that we're not going to lose again and we're going to win the Grey Cup, and they won seven in a row. And you start to go, maybe this is, you know, one of those crazy goofy team of destiny type things. I still don't think so because I don't think they'll be able to move the ball. I don't think they'll get nine turnovers or whatever it was. Yeah. But uh, there's something special going on there. There, there really is. And uh, it, it does seem like a team that, you, you know, I think sometimes teams make it to the Grey Cup when they're not supposed to, and they don't really believe they're probably going to win. I I don't know if Montreal's going to win. They might lose 30-3. to three, But I truly believe that they think they're going to win. And I, that they're not just saying that. Like, that they really actually think they're going to win. And that's, you know, that's kind of half the battle, right? It's, it, it's fascinating what they've done there culture-wise. Well, this is a squad that hasn't made the Grey Cup in over a decade, whereas you're looking mm-hmm. at the Blue Bombers that have, this is their fourth trip in a row looking for their third chip uh, in, in four tries. Um, and the spread right now, we're looking at you know, the, the Bombers being favored by a touchdown. Do you foresee the Alouettes and their their stingy defense being able to make it that close of a game, or do you are you still leaning more on the side of it being a complete blowout? I don't gamble much because I, I suck. I suck at it. Uh, I would. Probably- <laughs> well, I'm not asking you to place wagers. I just want to know: uh, <laughs> are they covering? <laughs> no, I mean, I would if if you if you told me I had to put down, you know, big money. Sure. And I had to go one way or the other. I, I would I would go to Winnipeg to cover the spread because I still think that's the more likely thing to happen here is a Winnipeg blowout over a Montreal win in my mind. Mm-hmm. But I still don't, you know, that that Montreal D it has kind of like a I don't know, like I don't know, like Baltimore Ravens back when they won that Super Bowl kind yeah. of feel to it where like they look almost like they don't feel like you're ever gonna gain yards against them. But I just don't think the offense can do the the offense in two games has three two field goals, uh, you know, against the Bombers, and there was nothing from that East final except maybe that lot. They had one really good drive when uh, after Toronto had scored late, you know, maybe five six minutes left. That was a really good drive, but besides that, there was really nothing from the Montreal O in that game that made you think that you know they'd be a powerhouse in the Grey Cup. So I just think that. The Bombers won't turn the ball over. 
even if they play, their offense plays kind of like it did against BC, where they're efficient, not spectacular. I think that should be enough because I don't think Montreal is going to move the ball. But again, you may, like there's there might be an it factor with the with the Owls that uh, that I hope so. You know, I hope it's. I'm not hoping for, I don't care who wins, you know, anybody at TSN, all we care about is a good game that people continue yes, to course. watch. Blowouts are the worst possible thing that can happen to us. Mm-hmm. I hope Montreal sticks around. I really do. I have a little bit of a fear that, uh, you know, it could be like a 27-10 Bombers kind of game. Right. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's I just don't know if the Alouettes have that offensive power to be able to match up, you know, punch for punch when it comes to the Blue Bombers as well. And so they're going to need they're going to need to put points on the board off of turnovers. And yeah, they probably I, need two more defensive touchdowns like against Toronto, right? <laughs> a couple big sixes. I mean, like yeah. and you're going to and I, I just feel like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers might be a little bit more careful when it comes to that. Uh, do you agree? Yeah. Uh, I completely agree with that, because unlike uh, Chad Kelly, who even throughout the year, 16-2, and two, he's had some very questionable interceptions throughout the year. Coach Dinwiddie will point that be the first one to point that out to you. Zach Caleros is not as careless with the football. So I feel like in order to do this, in order to win, we're going to have to see a day from Cody Fajardo. Because, look, Fajardo, if you keep Fajardo in the pocket, you're going to beat them no problem. You let Fajardo get loose on his legs, that's where Montreal can really make their noise. The big question with this, too, is can Winnipeg's receivers be healthy for this game? I know they were banged up last week, and they didn't. Uh, Dalton, uh, the big guy, he didn't play. But when you have Brady Oliveira back there, all bets are off the table. He's just been an animal all year long. He's been one of the best Canadians, let alone CFL players in the league. And I completely agree with what James said. I feel like Sunday going into this game, you're looking for not only a good game, but a compelling story, kind of like what you've seen throughout this year in sports, whether it be the Vegas Golden Knights or the most infamous one, which I know I know James was at, I know I was at as well, but that was the Canadian Open back in June. So we'll see if we get another true, let's call it TSN turning point because James Duffy's here from TSN. Why, why not? We'll get and that's, sorry, that's what uh, we're looking for. Griff, that's copyrighted. You owe me like $400 just for saying that. <laughs> ah, well, 400, you know what? $400 a discount. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll email you my uh, email free transfer. How about that? <laughs> I got a question for you guys. So yeah. you guys are all in your, what, 20s? Mm. <laughs> I fucking wish. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I just turned 34. Okay. Well, you're yeah. I got months yeah. before I turned 30, so. So you kind of still miss, like, the true dynasty eras in sports, right? Like the, uh, you know, the 80s Oilers in, in the CFL, the, what was it, 82 there, the end of the uh, Edmonton football team's run. And, uh, you know, the Islanders and so on and so forth. Do you, do you think if the Bombers win... Uh, and they've won three and four years. Does that qualify as a dynasty in, in, in your minds? Absolutely. I definitely yeah. agree. And I'm pretty sure that the uh, New England Patriot fan up in the left corner there would definitely agree with that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. They were, we were talking about it last night, and some guys were saying it's debatable. But I, in, in my mind, like the definition of a dynasty, like I think in the old days you kind of had to win four in a row or four in five years you know, like the Niners, the Oilers, the Islanders, whatever. I, I think in salary cap worlds that three, it's tough. you know, three, three and four, three and five years is like, the, there's no doubt the Patriots are a dynasty. I, the, I think Golden State's a dynasty, even though it's like yep. four and what, seven or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, 
But I, I think three and four years in the Canadian Football League uh, is is 100% a dynasty. And I, I will use that term liberally if they if they win this game. I was just curious what you guys thought. Well, I would I would definitely say that is. I mean, especially because they've been four times in a row and winning three right. of those four times. If they if they happen to pull that off, then yes, I would give them a dynasty. Um, I think, you know, two out of three. Uh, would no. be not you can't you can't give it no, to I two, but if you I if mean, you put three out of four then I yeah I would give Calgary it. went to three in a row and they won two in whatever five years Ottawa not went quite. to three out of four years but they only won one Th- those aren't no in no, close no. but I think I think three is that magic number absolutely uh, you know three and four years or five years nowadays where I think it used to be four or five it, it's like the um, it's like how the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, everyone calls them a dynasty because of the three. I don't think you would call the LA Kings ten years ago when they won their two and three a dynasty. So I'm going to say yes. I do agree that this makes the Blue Bombers a dynasty, not only because of the three and four years, but the fact that it's been four straight trips, and also too for Michael Shea can really solidify himself as a true CFL head coaching great. He's already up there, but. I don't know how many coaches have won more than three or more great cups, but I have to imagine it's a pretty exclusive list. But when I look at the Montreal side of things, like how James was saying with Jason Moss, I asked him last Saturday, uh, you're 11 and seven, but the seven came against BC, Toronto and Winnipeg. But he said, you know what? That's, we don't care about that. That's outside noise. So I feel like he has that riled up. I just wanted to point that out too. But uh, yeah, I think the blue bombers win Sunday. It's a dynasty. Will we see Zach Caleros with a Chris Strievler celebration next week? If they do win, that remains to be seen. Uh, a couple of things like Zach Caleros. I was just thinking today, like just think about four years ago, how he came to Winnipeg. Like it was a, it was an afterthought. It was like a hail Mary. He yeah. was traded twice in the same year. Everybody thought he was done. I can remember hearing about the trade and going, Oh man, they're really desperate. Now this guy who didn't play in Toronto because of concussions. And now they're going to bring him in down the stretch. And, and now he's like, he might get a statue there before he's done, which is, remarkable yeah and we got some cool stuff this weekend like sitting down with moss uh so the coolest thing i I got out of jason moss and i was tipped off to this by somebody else so when he was the uh the argos quarterback coach his first job in coaching in 2012 he slept in his truck uh (laughs) for three years uh in outside their practice facility which was a downs view like he lived in no his way. Now this is not like a homeless story. He yeah, had, yeah, he was just being cheap essentially, and didn't <laughs> didn't want to spend money on an apartment. He said he had a place that he would go to once in a while, but I'm not sure he did. So he had a, a Yukon, <laughs> and he just, he slept in the Yukon, showered what? in the facility for three years, and uh, so we, we talk about that in the interview, and I just find it. <laughs> Mind-boggling, really. Wow. <laughs> but, that is... uh, uh, that's how he lived. That is crazy. That Football is crazy. My cool. goodness. <laughs> One more time, James Duthie joining us on the show. Really do appreciate it. Uh, before you go, are, are you are you really excited for the halftime show with Green Day? How does that stack up to some of the other halftime shows that we've had in the past? Like, I, I had Green Day CDs uh, when there were CDs. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I might... Like, I don't know. I would probably be more excited maybe like 15 years ago. Uh, sure. Yeah. And then, you know what? They've, I think CFL's done a great job actually with, mm-hmm. with acts the last, it's gotten way better. Right. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. And so I think they'll probably put on an awesome show um, mm-hmm. if they play their hits. So I got no, 
I have no problem with it whatsoever, but I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not excited as I have been for some of the ones they've had. I'm not putting it up there with hip and Shania, but like yeah, yeah, green day is exactly. going to be a good time in the hammer. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah it'll, they'll put on a good show. It'll be, it'll be a time. And I think well, they, I found out today at the last second that Shaggy's at the awards. The end of the right. season. I awards. saw that too. That's and we're we're going to be missing Carrie Underwood on Friday, but uh, but we'll be coming in hot on Saturday for the yeah. rest of the festivities. Uh, hope to see you down there, James. Thanks so much for jumping. Yeah, on I look forward to it. Please, let's uh, if we run into each other at one of those uh, festivities, let's have have a let's beer. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers. All right, let's just jump right into it. Really stoked to bring uh, this next guest back onto the show uh, for a second time. Uh, you know him as a CFL Hall of Famer, uh, household name, former wide receiver for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. <laughs> it's Milt Stiegel, my man. Good to see you again. Thank you so much for jumping back on. Really do appreciate it. I know this week is super busy, so I do appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me on, man. It's, it's a busy week, but it's a fun week. Oh man, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get right into it. I'm uh, I'm I'm interested to to chat about the matchup, but you know, uh, just even going back to you and your career. I mean, you've been to uh, the Grey Cup twice. This is uh, you know obviously a, a, a crazy week of festivities, um, and you know we got the Blue Bombers that are in it for the for the fourth year in a row. Fourth I believe it is fourth yep. year in a row. You know, trying to get their uh, their third chip out of those four tries. Uh, and then you have um, teams like the Montreal Alouettes who haven't been to the Great Cup in the, over the last decade. Uh, yep. So as a player, what is your mentality going into this week? Um, you know, I mean, you know, especially, you know, the entire season is, is leading up to this. So what really changes come uh, Great Cup week here? Well, you always hear people say, you know, you have to approach it just like every other game, but it, it's not every other game. <laughs> it's not. There's no next week. There's no, you know, we have time to figure it out. This is it. So you, you have to have a different approach. Not not approach as far as your preparation, but understanding uh, how impactful this game could be mm -hmm. and how impactful this game is. So understand that, you know, I got to go out there. Uh, th there's no, you know, stepping on eggshells. There's no uh, not allowing myself to go out there and give it my all because, as 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 you mentioned, uh, this is it. You, you did all this to get here to this point, all off season, all season, and you don't want to look back on it and say, "Man, I wish I would have did this differently." So just understand that you got to just go out there and 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 let it go and and hopefully mm -hmm. the chips fall in your direction. Absolutely. I mean, uh, for me, I mean, you've been to the show before. Uh, for me, this is this will be my first uh, Grey Cup experience, uh, and this will be our uh, our first Grey Cup experience as a network being able to cover it as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about your first trip to the Grey Cup. Yeah, and, and it was different than the second. That first one, I had tunnel vision. Uh, my uh, wife, uh, she was my fiance. She came up. My mother came up. Uh, and my sister came up and I had a couple other buddies come up, but I told him I'll see him after the game. I didn't enjoy yeah. none of the festivities. It was all about the game. And then that second one, I realized, hey, you got to enjoy these moments. You don't know exactly. when you'll get this opportunity again. Yes, you want to make sure you're focused on the game. But, uh, you know, a couple of days before the game, you can start doing that. Enjoy the moments. And that, that Then I had my, my oldest son was, was three. So my wife, mm. my son, come my good buddies, my mother. We all had a great time. Yes, I didn't win the game, but we had some moments that we enjoyed leading up to the game. So that was, that's advice I would give. Yes, yeah. enjoy the moments, but when it's time to focus on the game, focus on the game. 
Now, obviously, going into this weekend, we got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers against the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, a lot of people are shocked that this is the matchup that we're actually getting. Um, I think I got a hunch which which direction you're kind of kind of yeah. leaning towards here. Uh, I mean, like, uh, I mean, hey, uh, you got to be you got to be feeling good if you're a Blue Bombers fan right now. Um, but you know, they are favored by a touchdown going into this matchup. Um, do the Alouettes really have much of a chance? I mean, a touchdown is a touchdown. Do they have a chance to make it close? And I mean, uh, the game against the Argos, that was a complete upset that, that took everyone by surprise. So, you know, is it really that much of a landslide in the, in Winnipeg's favor here? No, it's, it, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be. We saw that last week. Toronto was a 10 and a half point favorite yep. over Montreal, but they yep. found a way to win. This, this team is the hottest team in the CFL. They've won seven games in a row. And a lot of people are saying, well, they didn't beat anybody. Well, they beat Toronto last week. Who yeah, were, who were 16 no kidding. 16-2, so they have beat somebody. But mm -hmm. the, the fact that Winnipeg is a seven-point favorite, I'm not going to say that. I, I understand they should be the favorite, but seven points with the way Montreal is playing right now. And it's been unorthodox the way they've won. It's been, you know, some special teams, defense, sprinkle a little offense in there, but they're yeah. finding ways to win. So uh, I, I would say Winnipeg is the favorite, but if these Montreal Alouettes – found a way to win this game, it shouldn't be that much of a shock because they're playing some some good mm -hmm. team ball. They have some individuals who are really playing well right now. Well, it's that stingy defense, like you mentioned. I mean, like like making Toronto turn it over the way that they did, and Chad Kelly just always having him under pressure there. I mean, it was it was a, a defensive showcase, and it was stingy, and and that led to a lot of points on turnovers. So, do you do you expect that to potentially be the case, or are we just going to see a lot of back and forth with really good defense coming from both sides here? Because, I mean. You know, if, if Montreal does stand a chance, they're going to want to have to turn the ball over just like they did against the Toronto Argonauts. Yeah, if they want to have an opportunity to win this game, they got to keep it close because yeah. when they keep it close, they're still able uh, uh, to implement their short passing game and their running attack with William stand back. If it gets out of hand, if it becomes a, a situation where Cody Fajardo has to drop back and try to make some big plays, that hasn't been their formula for success. They have to be their it MO. close. And, mm -hmm. and they and they rely on what I call NOTS. NOTS is an acronym for non-offensive touchdowns. They led the league during the regular season. They had two in their previous playoff game against Toronto. If they can yep. get one or two of those, they have an opportunity to win this game. So that is their formula for success. But as I alluded to, they can't yeah. rely on a, a shootout with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and think they'll have an opportunity to win this game. Yeah, because the offense will definitely just be able to double down on that. I mean, looking at the over here, it's 47 and a half. Do you expect this to be just a low-scoring defensive matchup? Or, uh, you know, given given that, like if they're going to have to keep up with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, and their offense, is, is this going to be a high-scoring affair? I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, I, yeah. We know Winnipeg can score. We know they rely on their, their running game. Uh, that's their bread and butter. But we know Zach can light it up. And I think... Montreal is going to going to have to find a way to keep up with them. Uh, is it going to be offense? Is it going to be special teams? Is it going to be that defense? Maybe not scoring, but maybe creating some turnovers with that offense to score easier. But so yeah. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Montreal is going to have to match Winnipeg, and I think they're going to find a way to do it. So I'm thinking 50 to 55 total points in this game. Damn. I mean, I, I would love I'm to see that. 
I would yeah, love to I'm see that. 50 it. to 55. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to hammer that over that. I mean, yeah, for, for our first great cup, that would be, uh, that'd be a fantastic final right there. Uh, one more time, Milt Stiegel. Thank you so much for jumping on the show. You're in Hamilton right now. Um, so, I mean, we're going to be heading down for the weekend as well. Uh, but Hey, you understand, you know, the hammer maybe a little bit better than we do. I have to go down for when it's work, but you played there. So, I mean, you're going to have to show us where to go when we're in town. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to, but the main <laughs> thing is just to hang downtown. We're we're on oh, King yeah. Street. That's the yeah. main strip. There's a lot of restaurants and places to hang out there. All the hotels. So once you get in town, just follow the crowd. They'll mm -hmm. show you. They'll show you around the Hammer where to go. There's a lot of nice places here. Great, great city to host the Great Cup. So uh, each and every day, you see more people coming in. The festivities starting to kick up. Like I said, I, I've been here since Sunday, so it's kind of. It was dead, but each and every day is starting to get more lively. Starting to lively. ramp up. So, and, and actually, tomorrow we're going mm -hmm. to Niagara Falls. We're going to do some hits from Niagara Falls. And then yes. Thursday, Thursday right. the, the player awards are Niagara Falls. So we'll be there mm -hmm. a couple of days and we'll be back on Friday. Beauty. That's amazing. Yep. Now you're talking about the, about the city ramping up here. Have you seen a lot of Winnipeg fans making their way down? Can you expect a big blue bomber presence in the hammer? I mean, oh. because I, 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 they, they travel pretty well. They're going to be here. They're going to be, here. they're slowly starting to, to trinkle in. I've seen a few, but starting tomorrow and Thursday, they're going to be in full force. Uh, a couple of years ago when the uh, Grey Cup was here, there were yeah. a lot of fans here, a lot of my good people from the wonderful city of Winnipeg, the wonderful best province in Canada, Manitoba. <laughs> so they're, they're going to be here. They're going to be some good Montreal fans here too, but no oh, for sure. one travel like those Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans. No other fans travel I, like they do. I don't doubt it for a second. Milt, thank you so much for jumping on the show. Appreciate it. And see you down in the hammer. All right, take care. Hopefully I got, I'll see you guys. Maybe I can come on. We'll do some stuff there then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that yeah. would be great. Love it. All right, man. We'll talk then. Have a good one. Take care. Boom. How about that for a Grey Cup edition for the Down by Two podcast and YWC Football Talk? We had Milt Stiegel, former wide receiver and Hall of Famer uh, from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and now TSN uh, football analyst as well, uh, followed by you know the legendary James Duthie being able to jump on there as well. Caught us off guard when we were kind of... Uh, uh, recording everything off the top, but I uh, was able to squeeze them on and it's always a pleasure to have those gentlemen on the show. Um, lots to, lots to break down, lots to talk about. Um, but we got to get into what our best bets are going to be for this weekend, because that's the way that we close off this show. It's DB two bets brought to you by our good old friends over at Bodog visit Bodog, uh, by, by clicking the link in the bio, clicking the link in the description or scanning that QR code that you see there. And you'll be able to get a 100% sign up bonus, uh, for every dollar that you put in. So for example, you throw in 20 bucks, we're going to give you another 20 bucks. We double down on you because we believe in your bets and uh more so in your bets than we do with our own uh, <laughs> that being said <laughs> um we're gonna jump into our bets for this weekend and we've been back and forth about this um going back to even our discussion that we had with milt milt was predicting a 55 50 total uh, 100 points 100 Let's points go. so that <laughs> with <laughs> <laughs> that's outrageous i mean like i love it i hope so i hope we're wrong on this but you know to 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 put up to put up 50 points between both teams is it might be a lot for this especially just with um just with how great montreal's defense has been so griff break down for me what are we going to roll with here when it comes to the spread with the spread i've saying this before you kind of heard me say it with james duffy but 
Montreal plus eight and a half. I know he's saying that he thinks picking Blue Bombers against the spread is a safe bet. I'm thinking the opposite. Why? Because this is a team that just beat the best team in the league as a 10 and a half point underdog. Mm-hmm. Now, why do I say this? Winnipeg was the team I was expected to get there. Winnipeg, this was, you know, hey, we're supposed to be in the Great Cup. No one had Montreal going to the Great Cup, except Chris O'Leary from the CFL. Shout out to him. Go on CFL's Instagram for picks. Um, but with Montreal, this is a team with nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. They have the belief that they're going to win. And when you have a team with their backs against the wall with nothing to lose in the CFL, it's just who's hot at the right time. And Montreal has not lost a game in two months. So that's why Alouette's plus eight and a half. Plus, what I'm going to say is I know everyone's saying, oh, they're worried about this. The Montreal defense and the Winnipeg defense, I think, are going to do good jobs at shutting down the quarterbacks. And also another reason why I like this uh, them to cover the spread as well, and even another bet we'll get into in a second, because I don't think Montreal is going to get two defensive touchdowns in this game as well. Right. I think I think Winnipeg is definitely going to uh, battle plan for what they saw at uh, BMO Field. Um, they're yeah. they're going to see how how they pressured uh, Chad Kelly and was able to get all those points off of turnovers. It's it's insane to think that you know that they that they're going to come out gunning the same way that uh toronto did uh especially because it's just going to expose them so much more i i really don't think that they're going to be able to cover this whole touchdown even though i mean the bombers did cover against the lions did they not they did but the bombers have been good against the lions all year even though their only loss at home was to uh thing but here's the other thing too they got a special teams touchdown in that game as well so and Jason Moss said this best in his post-game presser Saturday. Whoever plays all three facets of the football game well is a team that's going to win. That happened last Saturday in both games, and that's what's going to happen this Sunday. If you can win on offense and defense, oh, and that little thing called special teams, that's the team that's going to be hoisting the Great Cup. And like, like we are saying, too, Winnipeg's on their way to a dynasty, but Montreal's a team that hasn't won the Great Cup since 2009, either 2009 or 2010, one of the two. So it's been a while for them. Yeah. And for all if it's been over a decade, we've forgotten about it. Exactly. <laughs> and it, the only one we haven't forgotten about, though, is Ty Cats, who last won in 1999. But fun fact, when Winnipeg Damn. won in 2019, their That's first tough. one, that was their first one in 29 years. So That's got to hurt. Just keep just keep on hosting the Great Cup and then yeah, not actually being exactly. in it. Exactly. Tafe. Oh, um, one thing that definitely can factor into this weekend is the weather. Oh, look at that. Ooh. Now we're giving you our weather reports as well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this show literally is covering everything. I love it, it does it. Not oh, only the spread, but weather. Well, I mean, this is definitely going to be a factor in it. But if you're looking at it, nothing but sunshine, a little bit on the chillier side. Um, doesn't look like there's a whole lot of wind. Um, as long as there's this no is, snow. This, well, this is basically no. a summer game for the Blue Bombers, right? So they, they haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, they haven't seen weather this nice since August. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, for for them, the, the weather's not going to play a factor in it, but. We are still going to roll with the under on this game as the Alouettes and Blue Bombers are slated at 47 and a half. Um, sorry, Milt, 55 to 50. That's a little aggressive, um, especially for uh, these two defenses. Um, I've, I was on the fence about this, but Griff, you've swayed us otherwise. Why? Well, if you look at Montreal from last weekend, the only reason the overhit was because of the two defensive touchdowns. You take those two defensive touchdowns out of the equation. 38 to uh, 38 points aren't scored. 24 points are scored. 
Um, the other reason for this as well is not only has Montreal Montreal exploded last week, but Winnipeg as well. They're, they've been a team that I'm going to look it up quickly on the fly, but they haven't hit a whole lot of overs as of late. They're more of a team that, you know, they play defense. Like, even if you look last week, it was 24. They slowed to, the game down. Yeah, yeah they, they slowed the game down. It was 24 to 13. And even to going back to some of their more recent games towards the end of the year. Okay, 36 to 13 is an outlier. Calgary is bad. Um, okay, never mind. They've hit the over quite a bit recently, but you know what? They're playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, wait. Are we backtracking here? What's going on? No, 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 we're not. But the fun okay. fact is the last time they played at Montreal, it was only a 17-3 to kind of football game. So I still like this under just because I feel like everyone's going to expect Montreal to come out with fireworks, but I don't see Montreal putting up 38 points again. I see Montreal putting up, I don't know, 17-20, to 20, and then I see Winnipeg putting up another – same same sort of region so we could easily get like a 24 to 7 football game or 24 to 17 excuse me or even you know what's another fun score to put in there as well uh like a 31 to 14 game if it's a real blowout just to make us sweat a little bit but ultimately too this game's gonna end in regulation at 24 to 24 and everyone in this video is gonna say never let this guy bet on shows again never let this guy bet on <laughs> never let this guy come back on down by two ever again <laughs> going over time because the last time I bet a bombers under it went there it it, it backfired because it was Labor it Day. But you know what? It did well, I mean that's the first like this is the first time that we've ever gone with the under on this show yeah. when it comes to the CFL, obviously. Um, but hey, you know what? I I I, I like it. I like it. I, I I kind of want to go with the over just because I want to experience like a like a fun game. I don't want it to be a grinded out game. I, I do want it to be close. I do like this, the Alouettes covering that spread. Um, I do think the Bombers are going to ultimately win. But I'm, I really like it, the, betting the under here. It's not fun for me, but it makes the most sense. It's just that it you know it's it's going to be a grinded out game. Um, yeah, I mean. Again, I, I I I don't know. What do you think, Jesse? Do you do you like the under on this? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and let's do it. Let's, let's fucking do it. There, I like it. I love it. And it's at minus one ten uh, odds available over on Bodog. Again, scan that QR code. Links are galore. Whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on your favorite podcast streaming network. Um, other than that, no more other announcements. Other than um the final week to grab your tickets for the london comedy festival scan mm. that qr code as well uh we nice are a week plug. away yeah nice little plug in there at the end um bringing in some of the greatest canadian uh comics from across the country down to forest city um a bunch of a bunch of uh amazing shows that are going on at multiple different breweries and the big show going down at highland cinema um also at the london music hall as well my show actually sold out, so um, this—that's actually—that's—I uh, uh, don't need to plug that anymore. But there's a lot of uh, other amazing opportunities to go watch comedy across the city. That is from November 23rd to 25th. Um, other than that, boys, excited, excited. I'm on the mend. I'm gonna go do a shot of turmeric and fucking apple cider vinegar right now. I'm gonna get—I'm gonna get all of my beauty sleep. It's gonna be—it's uh, gonna be a hell of a weekend, and uh, totally privileged to be able to do it with each and every one of you guys. Yeah, can't say, man. <laughs> let's let's do it. But for Josh, Elijah, Birdman, and our our wonderful guest, Cryer Media Zone, Griff from YWC Football Talk. Thanks so much for jumping on the show, my man. Really do appreciate it. Everyone loves a good collaboration, so why not? You're welcome, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers.
everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests blue hotel hotline at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel begins Friday, September 23rd. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs>